You're listening to episode 58 of Poolside Podcast, and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. Thanks for tuning in to yet another episode. I hope you are having a great Tuesday, either driving to work, walking your dog, avoiding work at work, whatever you're doing at the gym. I hope you are having a great Tuesday, and I'm excited to share this episode. It's a little bit different than what we normally talk about. Um, however, it's still related because Crystal is now growing a business, but how it started is a little bit different than most. Um, Crystal is the owner of Lucky Finn Mama of Two, which is a blog, Instagram, and apparel line with all one goal in mind, which is to raise awareness for child abnormalities and genetics. So her son, who is now 18 months old, was born with a birth abnormality with his hand and she talks about the experience that her and her husband went through when they found that out at 12 weeks into the pregnancy and how they dealt with it and really how she decided to start an Instagram account to share her story. The power of social media is crazy especially when it gives people something to relate to and when they're looking for support. Um, Throughout the journey, Crystal found there was a lack of resources surrounding the topic and no real support other than her close friends and family. So she's on a mission to raise awareness and money for birth abnormalities and genetics, which are the programs and departments that they worked really closely closely with throughout the whole process. Um, As well, she wants to provide a platform for women to come who are seeking support and reassurance if they are going through the same situation. Crystal also talks about how she's found balance between raising her two children. She has a daughter who is also four and they've had to deal with um, not letting all of the light shine onto Brady now and taking time for both of them. How Crystal manages, how she has managed to start and grow a company and how her son's Lucky Finn has taught her so much about life. So this is a great episode, really brings perspective into everything that you may be dealing with right now. Um, If you're healthy and your children are healthy, um, it all will work out in the end. So I hope you like it. And if you want to leave a rating on iTunes, it'd be very much appreciated. Let's jump into it. Here is Crystal. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm sitting here with Crystal. Do you want to introduce yourself and give us three fun facts to get going? So I'm Crystal Harlock. I'm a mom of two kids. So I have a son, Brady, who is now 16 month month old, and he is our limb difference baby. And then we have a four-year-old daughter who is full of energy and the spinning image of me in every way. (laughs) Is that good or bad? (laughs) I don't know if it's good or bad. It's so funny. You ask me the year if it's good or bad. Right now it's good, but we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And you have a fun fact to share. I do. I have a few, actually. Yes, please do. um, First fun fact is I have a major purse obsession. (laughs) So I actually, when I was in my 20s, used to go and buy purses and hide them from my mom. And then when I met my husband, I would hide them from my husband in the (laughs) trunk of my car. But now my daughter 
She tattletales on me, so now I have to hide them from her. <laughs> she actually reminded me, Mom, you have a new bag in the trunk. You need to take it out and bring it in the house. Nope, nope, nope. Don't tell Dad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Second fun fact would be, which not a lot of people know about me, but if you knew me back in the day, I can hold my tequila shots quite well. <laughs> so I used to do them quite a bit. They used to call me Tequila Girl in back in the day. I don't do them anymore. After having kids, I can't really seem to keep my liquor. So, but I used to do them all the time. That's impressive. <laughs> and third fun fact is where we actually came up with our son's name, Brady. So we were watching the Super Bowl. We had a name picked out. I was we were calling him Owen for the first seven months that I was pregnant. And then my husband and I decided we didn't really like that name. And we were watching the Super Bowl. And my <laughs> husband's like, let's call him Brady. I'm like, really, Tom Brady? He's like, yeah, let's call him Brady. So that's, here we are. How, that's, here we are. <laughs> yeah. that's how he became Brady. So, and it suits him better. So his middle name's actually Owen. So okay. Going. So yeah, it's cute. That's so much fun fact about me, but yeah, cute fun fact about him. That is funny. Well, it leads into where we're going with the whole podcast, anyway. Uh, do you want to share the story of Lucky Finn, Mama of Two, and how that all came to be with Brady? So Lucky Finn stands for in the community a child or anybody with a limb difference, and it came from the movie Finding Nemo. So you know how Nemo has a fin that's smaller, and his dad actually, Marlon, would call it a lucky fin. So I, when we found out about Brady, I started my Instagram, and I wanted people to know that I was going to be having a son with a limb difference, and that was kind of a good indicator for people by me having my handle that way. But I didn't want to just put lucky fin mama, so I am a mama of two, so I put lucky fin mama of two. And that's where my handle came from. Cute. And that's kind of how everything started. So um, I started with my Instagram, and then everything just kind of progressed from there. And so what did you, do you want to just walk us through the Instagram process then? So what kind of things were you posting, like, just as you were pregnant talking about it? And were you doing research at this time? Was it kind of just like a, you're sharing as you were learning? It was more after we had found out about Brady. So when we found out about Brady, I took a couple weeks to, you kind of go through a whole emotional, I wouldn't say a grieving process, but it's more of an acceptance process. So I ended up going through that. And then I thought to myself, I don't really have anyone to talk to other than my husband. And when you talk to family and friends about it, they don't really understand because they're not really in your shoes. So I thought, okay, I wonder if I reached out on Instagram, if I would be able to connect with people, but also now, the way that my Instagram has grown, people are connecting with me. So they are in my shoes where I was a year ago, which is something that I've always wanted to do. So I've um, yeah, started my Instagram and just started talking about my pregnancy and everything that we went through. and. We didn't so much talk about the test results, that came later in my blog post when I wrote everything down, but we did talk about our journey and after he was born and everything that we went through and now everything that we're going through with him and his recovery. So, 
Right. And do you want to just talk a little bit about the emotional experience throughout your pregnancy? Like just touch a little more deeper on that. So we, it's, you'll have to kind of understand a little bit of the background history to kind of fully understand everything we went through with Brady. But we found out when I was 12 weeks pregnant, we went for a scan and we found out that I had a high nuchal fluid. So it's a pocket of fluid that sits behind the baby's neck when when you're pregnant and basically it's supposed to decrease as the pregnancy progresses so they ended up telling us that they wanted us to go for a heart scan for him so we went for a heart scan and when we went for the heart scan that's when they found Brady's limb difference so that appointment was probably the most emotional and worst appointment of our life just because we did his whole heart scan and then they said to us oh the heart's okay um, there's two flaps that are loose but they'll close on their own over time so don't worry about it but we have something else we want to take a look at so just wait in this room and we'll be right back so my husband and I are like okay and then in the meantime ultrasound technicians like do you want to know the sex of the baby and they're like, oh, you're having a boy. So it was like down and then up. And then when they came back, she's like, we can't see the hands. We're very cautious about this. We want to keep you. I was in that appointment for four and a half hours. Wow. And for all those ladies who have been pregnant, <laughs> when you're in an ultrasound appointment for that long and you haven't eaten and your emotions are running rampant, you are exhausted, you're tired. And the worst part of it was I had to go to a high-risk appointment right after my ultrasound appointment because I had preeclampsia with my daughter. So preeclampsia is a condition that increases your blood pressure when you're pregnant. So I was induced with my daughter and they were concerned I was going to have high blood pressure with Brady. So they phoned the high-risk clinic and sent us there after and I got there. I was holding two boxes of Kleenex. They put me right in the back room and then my, my high-risk OB came in and said, I think we're going to change your appointment. <laughs> and then she handed me a bunch of self-help books and I kind of felt like, mm, probably not a good time to give me a self-help book right now. I haven't eaten in five hours and we both have gone through so much. So my husband took them and put them in my purse. <laughs> And was like, she'll look at this later. I just was a mess. Like, I cried for three days after. And then we ended up meeting with genetics, which is kind of leads me to what I'm doing right now and why I'm raising money for genetics. Genetics helped us rule out any severe conditions that Brady might have. So when you have a child that is diagnosed with cleft hand or cleft lip or cleft foot, it's usually associated with another genetic or chromosome disorder or disability. So we had an amniocentesis done. And to be honest, there's a lot of stigmatism around an amniocentesis. Like a lot of people are scared because they say that there's like a 1% chance of a miscarriage. We are the high risk center in Calgary. So they have to perform them all the time to stay up to date so I actually felt comfortable that was probably the easiest decision I ever made was getting that done and then once we went to went to wait for the test results to come back which took six to eight weeks they sent them to the states for testing 
that part was a long haul, waiting for answers and anxiousness. And I don't think if I have one regret from the pregnancy is not enjoying the pregnancy because I was so stressed the entire time. I think once Brady was born for us, we had stress. We knew he was going to have to have surgery, but it wasn't the same kind. When you meet your baby, you know that your baby is safe and you know that it's healthy in every other way. But that anticipation that something else could go wrong because we kept getting all of these roadblocks throughout the pregnancy was really tough for us. Right. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, you don't know how you're going to react to any of that. So I'm sure that didn't help the whole process either. (laughs) And you can't really, I think for me, which is why I want to help so many women out there now, you can't really go to a counselor and have them talk to you about how to work through it because it's not a common situation. It was a very rare situation for us. So even our family doctor was like, you guys are handling this really well and was surprised at how we worked through it together. And I think you just have to make that choice to work through it together right? and have that support. I think if I wouldn't have leaned on my husband as much and he wouldn't have leaned on me, we probably wouldn't have been able to get through it successfully with our marriage. But I think that's the most important thing is having people that you can relate to and can talk to about it. Right. And that's, you're really great at just like going into the next question that I had. Um, Because that was why then you've turned that experience to help others. That was basically the foundation of it, that you you needed help or someone to talk to. So now you're kind of being that support system for other women who maybe don't have that. And I have met a lot of women through social media. Um, And I have met local women who have gone through the same process that my husband and I have gone through. So they've been a comfort to me. But I think, too, the hardest part about talking about situations like this is everybody deals with things differently. So... You can, I can offer support to anybody that wants to, but they have to be willing to come and talk to me about it. And that's, I think, the hardest part is wanting to talk about it. I think when you're pregnant and you know that you're going to have a baby that's going to have all of these medical issues, you kind of dig deep inside and you're really not sure how to handle it, right? You don't know who to talk to, what to do. So I'm hoping that I can be that light at the tunnel or at least that reassurance that okay this isn't that bad this is what we did now please enjoy your pregnancy right and enjoy those moments because for us that was our last baby so yeah definitely don't want to go through that again right (laughs) but that's probably yeah I think my biggest regret is not enjoying my full pregnancy with him because I was just so stressed all the time right understandably so but it's nice then you can maybe help women not feel the same stress. If, of course. Like, if that's what they're dealing with and you're like, it's all worked out. And that's what people need sometimes. It's just someone to relate to. They're like, okay, if, like, you did it, I can do it. It's going to be okay kind and of thing. It's, and it's hard because not a lot of moms that I've met have openly talked about it. So that's why we are an open book. We do share our story on social media. So we want to openly talk about it with other families so they know that they can have some support. Right. Yeah, social media is powerful. It's nice to see the good side of social media. I feel like we deal with a lot of all the bad things about social media, but it is a really powerful tool to connect with people. Or if people don't want to maybe have a face-to-face conversation, they can just do it over 
DMs or something that's not so... In a different country. Yeah. Women message me from different countries. Right. So our healthcare systems are all different in terms of testing and what I can provide them with advice on what to do that way. But in terms of dealing with it, the only thing that I can say is do what makes you happy in the moment and that is going to provide you some sort of comfort. Right. For me, Kennedy and I ate macaroons once a week. <laughs> Probably not the healthiest option, but um, you can't drink when you're pregnant, so <laughs> <laughs> macaroons it is. Macaroons and cupcakes. That's amazing. Um, I love the line that you use on the website that is all different, all the same. Can you explain what that means to you? So when I was coming up with something about how I kind of think about Brady and our family and our situation. You know, everybody is different in this world. We're all unique. That's what makes us special. But at the same time, we're all the same. We all have so many similarities. So I really think that we need to start embracing our differences and finding comfort in our similarities instead of competing with our similarities or judging our differences so yeah and was that something that you came up as this has gone on or was it something that was just like right from the beginning right from the beginning from pretty much the last four weeks before Brady was born so I've just always had that in my head but I've I wrote it down because I liked it and I used to write it down in my notebooks, but I never thought that it would be now a part of my website and a part of my apparel. And Right. Well, it's, it's awesome. And it's very, like, everyone can relate to it, whether or not you're going through exactly what you went through or just in general about differences and keeping it all the same. <laughs> um, and... We talked about when you were pregnant, kind of what you were going through, but do you want to share kind of what it was like for the first few weeks after Brady was born? So you obviously had the anticipation of what you were going to have to do, but what kind of was that like once he was there? Well, I have to be honest with you guys. Brady's entrance into the world was just as dramatic as my pregnancy. <laughs> we were in NICU for a week. Wow. Because... Uh, he had some struggles with breathing and then feeding. Um, I was full term. I got induced because of blood pressure. So it was a kind of a surreal moment when he was born because they basically handed him to me. I looked at his hand and was like, oh, well, that's not as bad as what they told us. And I'll, I'll touch on that for you guys. But um, And then they basically took him away and then he was in EQ. So that was a long process for us, um, commuting back and forth between my four-year-old and being in the hospital. I spent 18 to 20 hours a day in the hospital. I only went home to sleep for a couple hours because he was having issues with feeding. So that part was crazy. I didn't start dealing with his limb different stuff until he was about three months old. Okay. Then they started taking us for x-rays. We actually met, which is rare, again, we met with the surgeons when I was pregnant. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let me tell you. Don't do it. <laughs> They'll, because the ultrasound pictures are so small, 
they can't actually give you a definite on what the hand's actually going to look like when the baby's born. They can just give you an estimate based on the picture. So we were told by so many different people, oh, he might be missing more than one finger, they're all stuck together, or some have, like, it was just so many different outcomes. And then when Brady was, I mean, we prepared us for the worst, but when Brady was born, it wasn't as bad as they had led us to believe that it would be. So I wouldn't meet with any surgeons until after the baby's born. It's good to do other testing for health conditions with genetics and things like that, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't meet with the surgeons. Right. We were adamant about it because we wanted more answers, but they just tell you what they see on the ultrasound in their own way. Right. <laughs> and in the medical profession, they have to, right? That's their job. So I think that part, too, is what makes it so emotional for people is you're getting all of this medical information and you're getting all of these what ifs. And my goal is to tell these moms and these women and even these parents and dads, it's, it's not the what ifs. These are just might happens. They might not happen. So don't focus on that. Focus on the here and now and deal with it as it comes and I think that's the most important thing and I think with Brady he had just finished having surgery so he had surgery in March um, Brady had his thumb and his pointer finger were fused together and his middle finger was missing so what they did was they unfused the thumb and the pointer finger and they moved the pointer finger over to where the middle finger should have been to change where the gap in his hand is and he's rare in the sense that he has all of his metacarpal bones in his hand where a lot of kids who are born with missing fingers they actually don't have the bone in the hand so they basically were able to move one finger off the bone and move it over on top of the other because he had all the bones there so in terms of recovery right now he is behind by about a month in terms of recovery, but the surgery went well. It was eight and a half hours. That was a long day for us. Yes. But I think the yeah. anticipation building up to it was worse. Like we're so happy now. He's it's done. Hopefully that's the only surgery he'll ever have to have. And now we're just working through therapy with him. Right. Well, because his hand like it should work the same, right? Is that kind of what they're saying? If he has all his bones, then he'll just like have la like lack of a finger um he should that finger that they moved is going to take time to get used to moving because it's in a different spot mm. of his hand right and he hasn't he was in a cast for six weeks which is a crazy thing to do like i think as moms we take on so much already right so having to deal with a kid in a cast and the amount of things they had me do to change bandages and things like that it was changing every two weeks right so I'm glad he's done that. Like he's out of all of that now. Now it's just therapy. Right. Well, and by the time he's old enough, I'm sure he won't even like remember not being able to do any of it. That's the nice thing Which, about them doing it when they're so young. Yeah. Yeah. That it'll just be normal to and everybody. And I think it, it looks different, but from far away, it looks like a normal hand. Oh, you can't. Well, I was even looking at photos because I was like, what? What's wrong? And <laughs> like you have to kind of just like... Like, and you can, like, eventually you can see, but, like, it's not. And you can see it when you're up close. So right. when, you, when you go out in public, there are times when I'll be holding him on my shoulder and he'll be hanging mm. onto my arm and people will be like, oh, 
Like, what's wrong with his hand? Right. Did we just kind of say, well, he's born that way? Yeah. That's how he is. Right. There's no, there's no medical reason that they can give us why Brady was born that way. It's just a, one of those rare anomaly things that happens when you're pregnant where it just never formed. So I think there are worst cases. I've met a lot of families with worst cases. So we're very blessed and grateful to have Brady the way that he is. So, yeah, it's the, the therapy is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it'll bring you all closer together as well. How's your? How does your daughter hand deal with all of it? What does she like? Because because she's old enough to really under like to understand more of what's happening. Or she understands it, but she doesn't look at Brady any differently. Because when we brought him home, like I think she's a little bit confused why his hand is different and why hers are not. Right. But I think in terms of with the amount of attention that Brady's getting right now. My husband and I have to take time to spend with her. And it's kind of been like that since I was pregnant with all the appointments we had, then when we were in NICU, then in and out of the hospital. Brady has had, um, this was his second surgery. He had some issues with his um, testicles were undescended and that's quite normal for boys. Um, the percentage is quite high, so he had that in December. So it's been a constant with Brady. So I have little mommy-daughter dates with her all the time. Cute. We go to Starbucks. She loves going to Starbucks and movies. And I'll have my mom watch Brady some days, and her and I will just go to the zoo and hang out. And I think that's the most important thing, is spending time with the kids. Right. And separating that quality time. I think if we didn't do that, she might be a little bit... Different. Feel left out. I think so. Mm -hmm. And her feelings a little bit hurt, right? To go from an only child to now... Yeah. <laughs> to now not. And then we're busy with her brother all the time. So she's been, she's been pretty good. She doesn't quite understand when we tell her she can't grab Brady's hand a certain way. Because she wants to do it in like a loving way and walk around the house with him because he just started walking. <laughs> so, but she'll, she'll get there. We think she'll be a good protector for him. So, totally. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and you kind of touched upon it as we've talked, but how has Brady Special Finn changed your family for the better? Because obviously it's different than it would have been if he didn't have it. So how have you guys, what have you learned over the of course take time as a family and enjoy the small moments don't focus on all the bad stuff going on focus on the good stuff and the here and now you can't predict what's going to happen in the future and you can't prevent things from happening sometimes they just happen like with Brady it just happened for us so we enjoy the moments that we have and the little things that make us happy. So I think that's probably the biggest thing. When we had Kennedy, before we had Brady, we were always in a rush and always doing things and always busy. And we didn't take the time to enjoy the things we were doing as a family. And now we really do. Right. Well, I think that's important for all family and people in general to just slow down a little bit. I think we're always so fast-paced. 
yeah, and trying to jam in as, as many things as possible. <laughs> and you miss the things. Like today, it's sunny and gorgeous outside. So things like that, little things like that. Exactly. Um, and you've created an apparel line. You mentioned it at the beginning to help raise money. Can you share how you started that and why you started that um, and kind of how you've grown it? So I wanted to do something to raise awareness and raise money for genetics. And I think when you are looking to do fundraising activities, apparel is a great way to do that because you're wearing the product which is raising awareness, which is helping it grow. And the money that I get from my apparel sales goes to the hospital. So it's helping me raise money. I also get to choose the fabric that I use and make sure the stuff is good quality and comfy to wear. So I enjoy that part of it. Um, and I love wearing it. And I think that's why I wanted to do it the most was just want people to feel proud about having, it's not just for people with limb differences, it's for families with kids with rare diseases or things that they're going through and they're they're hiding from it. It's a way for them to wear the clothing with pride and celebrate the differences and be like, yep, we have a son with a limb difference and we're, we're proud of him for that. So that's why I wanted to do it. And genetics, you know, as we evolve as species, like we've evolved already so much, so do our genetic code. And it's really important to raise money for this department because they are seeing an increase in these rare birth abnormalities and kids being born with rare diseases. They're increasing 1% every year. So it's been on the radar with the federal government and a lot of hospitals across the country and across the world. So there's something that we're doing that's changing our genetic code and our chromosome code and genetics is gonna help figure out what it is. So. That's why I'm raising money for them. And they were a good support for us. They ruled out all of the negative things that we thought Brady might have. And these were things that were not covered. These were things that we pushed because we wanted to make sure that we ruled out everything before Brady was born. And they sent the testing to the states. And for genetics testing, for those of you who don't know, they normally only test for like trisomy 13, 15, and 18, which is Down syndrome. So that's very standard. Our case isn't, wasn't standard. And there are hundreds of families out there where their test cases are not standard. And I actually have a family friend. They had to go through genetics and genetics pushed through their testing as well. And it was not standard. It was something rare. So I think that's why there needs to be more attention with this group and definitely more awareness with testing. Right. One, especially it affects everybody, like whether or not you have kids or don't, if you're eventually going to have kids, it's important just to, to know what these people are doing. And, and statistically, 60% of people that have a genetic condition don't find out about it until they're over 65. Wow. So that's not just people who have kids. That can be people within your own family. Right. If you have, like when we had to actually do our questionnaire for Brady, it was crazy the things they asked us. We were on the phone for three days with family members. 
I do think I found out things about my parents I never do. Right. Did so, they find out things about themselves that they didn't know? No. No. They just they just chose not to tell me those things. I'm right. Like, I kinda need to know that. <laughs> but it's 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 definitely something that needs to be addressed. I don't think people really look into that that deep unless they're in a situation like this. Right. But we have family now where they have perfectly healthy kids and they're doing it because of everything that we went through and they just want to make sure that their kids aren't going to have some sort of genetic condition that was passed down from a grandparent. Right. And for the apparel, did you design the like logo and graphic? Like, Do you come up with everything or have you partnered with like someone to make them? So I have, I've always supported local businesses within Calgary. So there is my friend Jen from Lulu May. So she, I drew everything on paper and sent it to her and she designed it on the computer. Okay, cool. Because I'm not great with <laughs> Yeah, just let someone else do what they're good at. <laughs> and I think that's one piece of advice. If you're going to start something like that, there's no point in trying to learn it. Focus on your strengths. And if you can afford to pay somebody to do it, just get them to do it. Right, yeah. Save yourself some time and frustration. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So she did a really good job. And I wanted something that was going to be clean cut and streamlined. So the fish with the pink fin, that's why it stands out. I did it all in glitter because... Why not? Why not? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and what advice would you give to new moms or just moms in general about raising children, running a business, and just balancing all of that? Plan your stuff out in a calendar. So plan your me time for yourself in a calendar. Plan your quality time for yourself in your calendar with your families. Um, I do a lot of my business work either first thing in the morning before the kids wake up when they're napping or in the evening when they go to bed so that when I'm with them during the day, I'm with them during the day. Um, I think that's really important, especially when they're so young. And I think too, if you're on, like sometimes I know I mindlessly go on Instagram and surf so now it's just being more aware of what I'm doing on social media and what I'm doing on my computer and actually making it productive right <laughs> again we can all take that as advice whether or not we have kids or not we all just need to be more aware of what we're doing on the internet I think it's important so but again like I schedule time with my daughter I schedule time with my husband and this is a trick that my husband and I do so we found I would put the kids to bed and I would work at night and then I would go and sit down next to him and be like, okay, let's spend time together. And he looked at me and he's like, I'm exhausted. Like I'm going to bed. So now we do that before. <laughs> so if I ended up staying up late and working, right. I've, I've spent quality time with him. He feels like his needs are being met because that's one of his love languages is quality time. And yeah, that's kind of how we, we work on staying connected as a family yeah um and if people want to find out more about you your business your charity um and your apparel where can they find you so everything is linked up on my website and my website link is on my instagram feed so my handle is lucky fin mama of two and that is my website so luckyfinmamaof2.com 
and my shops all connected there um, and I do events sometimes throughout the city so if they want to come and meet me in person and they follow me on Instagram they can come and meet me in person and hang out do you have any events coming up uh, I have a few in June but I'll be posting the details of that later and nothing for May May has been a quiet month we've been really focusing on getting through Brady's recovery it's been there's exercises I have to do with him every 20 30 minutes at home so it is quite time-consuming right now so we've kind of been limiting the amount of events I'm hoping to do some markets in the fall too yeah and once this is out you'll have just launched you said you're launching a couple new items yeah so right now I have some t-shirts and I have one pullover hoodie that I'm actually going to be launching a tank top with my mantra, all different, all the same. I'm going to have some new toddler and kids t-shirts and some new lighter weight crews coming out as well. Cute. Perfect for summer. Tank tops, lighter yeah. sweaters. It'll, that's awesome. And then in the fall, I'm hoping to release maybe a zip-up hoodie. Mm. And do you have anything else you want to add? That's all the questions I have for you. But if you have anything else you want to add. No, just thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. That was, it was very interesting. I feel like you always learn. This is such a good selfish thing of mine. I'm like, come on a podcast, but just really tell me about everything. So I think it's a good topic for people to be aware of and be able to support. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for having me.